Shorty got them apple bottom jeans, the boots with the fur. The whole club was looking at her. She hit that floor, she hit that floor, next thing you know she got tea with Tess and Fee. Oh! <laughs> I love that. What an intro. I, I was really hoping that you were going to join in. I'm not allowed. You know, that was like Fiona circa 2000. Oh, good to know. This is 2024. I've had 24 years. It's oh my PTSD. God. It's PTSD. You haven't dealt with that yet? No. <laughs> Every time I'm going to sing around you, I'm like, I can't. I'm not allowed. But you can rap. Because I can't. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. Well, now you know. Okay. Next time? No. No. <laughs> Well, this podcast has started to an excellent start. Don't you think? Always. 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 We're in February. February? What? Did you say February? I say February. Yeah. Who says February? I don't know. Right? And it's brewery. But that's how I have to spell it. Yeah. February. I know. It's so Just like Wednesday. Yeah. I say Wednesday. Yeah, but there's like a slight D in there. Slight D, but I don't say Wednesday. <laughs> like a slight D. We Disney. <laughs> Wieners Day. <laughs> I like Wieners. I love a good hot dog. <laughs> Me too. Oh, yummy. We had hot dogs for dinner on Friday, and I got those European wieners. I don't like those. I love them. The crack that you get. Oh, no. so good. I just good. like cheap freaking hot dogs with cheap buns with mustard and ketchup. <laughs> I'm sorry, with what? Mustard and ketchup. Mustard. Yummy. Do what I love on my hot dog? Some plain lays. Ew. Like just... Crinkled up in there, and you bite it, and it's got like texture. Plain lace is disgusting. I love plain lace; it's my favorite. But you also don't like chips and dip, so that's true. It can't be no plain plain chips. I love plain chips; they're probably my fave. Ugh, you're like my mother. What's your fave chip? Any type of chip other than plain. Do you like ketchup chips? Yes. Any type of flavored chip I am into, minus plain, because there's no flavor. It's disgusting. I love what a waste waste of a chip. I love a plain chip. Lays, half my grandmother used salted. to always have plain chips. Yeah, well, I it's am disgusting. a grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> they are delicious. No. Yes. Mm-hmm. So now that we're in February, 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 February. What happens in February? Well, there's, I know, like halfway through the month, some people celebrate this. Do you even call it a holiday? What do you even call it? Um. Uh, I don't know. It's See, not for a holiday. I, even like through my single period, <laughs> even though I've like been in relationships, obviously I'm married. When I think of the V Day, we're all talking about Valentine's Day here. Um, I just think of it as being Singles Awareness Day because if you're in a relationship, you really are like, ugh, Valentine's Day. Unless you're like a teenager and it's like, first love and you kind of have like that first boyfriend and you're like hoping for that romance yeah that he's going to do something sweet and special but for me it's just like a plain no I've just never been into it um but when you were a teenager I think teenager probably like yeah but like even at that I've just never been a big valentine's person because like 
I don't want my boyfriend, husband, fiance, whoever to be having, feel like they have to do something, which I don't like. My husband will buy me flowers and then do sweet things during the year. Yeah. And I'd rather that throughout the whole year for no reason. Yes. Then come February 14th where he feels he has to buy me flowers. Yes. And then if he does buy me flowers, I'm like, it's nice, but I'm like, I feel like it's so... You have you to. You have to. Yeah. So I'm just not really into the mm-hmm. Valentine's thing. I think, yeah, more when you're a teenager, it's more like maybe yeah. exciting or yeah, whatever. But I just, I'm just not into it. I've never really been into it. I bought my kids something for Valentine's Day already because I bought it like two weeks ago because I knew that if I didn't get it then, I would be the person out on the 13th and being like, oh my God, I need to get something. Yeah. So, and I, I didn't want to go overboard, but. I liked when you were, like, in elementary school and, like, you'd get those yeah. little, like, cardboard little cards. Yeah. And, like, the, what are those, the hearts, like, not the cinnamon hearts, but the... Oh, the ones that, like, said something, yeah, like, be like, mine. Yeah, yeah, like, those are cute. And in elementary school, it was, like, you wrote everyone, like, a little valentine, and, like, yeah. that was cute. But as an adult, I'm just, like, yeah, I just, I feel like it's so forced, and I just, yes. I don't really like that. Yes, I would rather, like an anonymous day of the year that didn't yeah. mean anything that yeah. you were like, Hey babe, I was thinking of you. Yeah. I bought you something. I was yeah. thinking of you rather than like, I'm forced to do this yeah. today because I feel like I, I feel have like to. I have to. Yeah. And, and like I, I told like my husband so many times, I'm like, I don't care about Valentine's Day. Yes. And I'm literally not one of those people that's like, I don't care. But if you don't buy me anything, I'm mad yeah. at you. Like I literally don't care. Yeah. And usually he does. And it's very sweet, but I'm just like, yeah, I feel like you're doing it because it's Valentine's day. And like I say, I just, to me, it's just another day. I know. I'd rather you buy me a flowers on a Friday Wednesday. for a Wednesday, Monday Wednesday. for Wednesday <laughs> day <laughs> for no reason. Or yeah. just because you thought I or was you, having a bad day and yeah. I was like, that would make her happy. Like something like that. Or you saw something and you were like, oh my God, she mentioned that she really wants that. Yeah. And so you pick it up. Like, I just feel like Valentine's Day is very forced upon yes. people. Yes. And I do agree. Like, I feel like Valentine's Day is for teenagers or like young adults and I mean it is super sweet I've been out on Valentine's Day before and like seeing some people like go out for these really cute dates and like I I feel like Valentine's Day is really cute when they're like teenagers or when they're like really old and they've been together for a really long time you see these couples who are like going out to celebrate their love and in that case I'm like you're adorable this is super cute because you know that somebody made like the effort to make reservations and to be like to make it a special yeah and I think too maybe Valentine's Day is good for teenagers whether it's men or women like it might give you that kind of like you know remembrance of like oh okay well it's a special day like Mm -hmm. I should buy them flowers or some chocolates or Mm -hmm. whatever and then maybe that like gets them into like adulthood of like I don't have to do this on Valentine's Day. My woman is special, and I'm going to treat her that way throughout the year. And as, like, a teenager or young adult, when you might be single, maybe it gives you the courage to give your crush, like, yeah. a sweet Valentine or something yeah. to be like, I like you. And every other day of the year, I feel like I can't tell you. Yeah. But today, I feel like I have the confidence yeah. I can tell you today that I like this you. It's such a romantic and- day. I can do it. And I think a lot of people, it's kind of like New Year's. You yeah. want that New Year's kiss. I think everyone that's single kind of always hopes to have somebody be like. That's thinking of them. Yeah. Or, and like be my, like, yeah. your secret admirer, yeah. your secret valentine. Something cute, special. Yeah. Yeah. Like to go above and beyond. 
on that day. Yeah. With that being said, I do think anybody that goes above and beyond to show somebody that they love them, regardless if it's Valentine's Day or not, A+. Plus. Yeah. Like, if you know that Valentine's Day is super special for somebody, amazing. And I think, too, like, if you're maybe newly dating somebody, it can yeah. be kind of cute. Like, say you haven't really got to that, like, stage yet, like, where we're at, where we're married, and you're like, please don't just do it on Valentine's <laughs> yeah. Day. Like, I'd like you to do it throughout the year. Yeah. But, like, if you're, like, newly dating, whether you're younger or older, and you're freshly dating, and they send you flowers or something to your yeah. house, like, that, it's that's so sweet. And, like, I, I appreciate those gestures. I think yeah. it's amazing. But I just think for us being married for yeah. so long – we don't want to feel like that's the only day yeah. to I'd rather not on, yeah, on a do something day. special. So it doesn't yeah. mean as much to us, but again, freshly dating teenagers, new romance, whatever. I think that could be really cute if you weren't expecting it and you like yeah. open the door and they're like flower delivery and you're like, Oh my God, like that might be nice and make yeah. you feel all the good feels. But I, I think it's just cause we've been with our partners for so long that I also feel like too, Growing up, I was super spoiled. I'm not sure about you, but my dad would always buy me flowers. And then the best thing that he would do is my dad would always make us cinnamon buns Mm. for Valentine's Day, but not regular cinnamon buns. And I'm hoping that maybe I can make them this year. He would make cinnamon buns with cinnamon hearts (gasps) rolled up in them. And then they had like candy at the bottom. Okay. That sounds amazing. Right? They were so good. They were my favorite thing. And as an adult, I'm not going to lie, he has come over and brought them for me on Valentine's Day. And it is the sweetest thing. And that is what means the most to me is like those things that he did when I was a child that he still continues to do. So, I mean, I don't mean this in a rude way, but it's like if my dad does that or like if my husband did that for me, I would be beyond But my dad's still here and lives in the same city. So when he does that, it's, so it's like... Sweet. My dad used to buy me flowers on Valentine's yeah. Day, which I loved. But then I got my dad a really big doo-doo on Valentine's Day once. Oh. Because he was like, oh, do you want to go pick out something for your mom? I'm like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So we went to the florist and I was looking at red roses, yellow roses, pink roses, like all the colors. Yeah. And I was just like, those yellow roses are freaking beautiful. Yeah. Let's get mom those. I didn't realize at the time when I was younger that roses had meanings of different colors, meaning different things. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was a thing. I just thought, those are beautiful. Let's switch it up. Red roses are overrated. Let's get some yellow. Oh, boy, that did not go over well because yellow roses mean friendship. (laughs) (laughs) So my dad brings home these beautiful bouquet of yellow roses, gives them to my mom that I picked out. My mom was so mad at my dad. And I had to try and explain to her that I had picked them out, but I don't think she really believed me at the mm-hmm. time because she was like, well, that's not your place to pick them out. Your dad should be doing Valentine's Day, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I felt so bad because I, at that age, really, I had no yeah. idea. I didn't know there was different meanings. No. I just thought they were freaking beautiful. Uh, learned my lesson. Don't ever buy mother yellow roses ever again. Have you ever bought her them since? No. Nope. But don't you think you could buy her yellow roses? Because, like, your mom's I friend. guess so. But, like, I was so, like, oh, my goodness. It's probably, like, ingrained, like, yeah, PTSD. Like, don't, kind don't of like yellow. Like, you know, so, I'll see, like, pink. Like, let's do pink. <laughs> Anything but yellow. And then, no, my dad felt the wrath of that. And I felt real bad after that. Oopsie. I think you and I are a little bit of daddy's girls. But does everyone know 
the different meanings of the different no. colored roses? No. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I just look at them and I think, wow, you're pretty. <laughs> That's what I thought. But I mean, if someone gave you... If someone it. gave me yellow roses, I'd be like, God damn, those are beautiful. You thought of me and you bought me flowers. I love them. I wouldn't think, oh, yellow? <laughs> that means friendship. No. I would have no idea. Yeah, no, me neither. So what are the different colors of roses and what do they mean? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure yellow is friendship. Yeah. Actually, I know that for a fact now. Pink is, I like you, I think. Red is love Red you. is love. But what's white then? Is it oh, white that's like for peace? Death. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you but get, you know what? Yeah, I wouldn't. If so, I would want white I roses. Love white roses yeah, are so beautiful. I love white flowers. If it, like, I'm more of like a pastel or a white person. Like, if anyone brought me flowers, I would want them to be white or pastel. If you brought me like this beautiful thing of like really bright flowers, I mean, I would like them and I'd be like, those are really pretty, but that's just not yeah. my jam. I'm a very muted, like, even the way I dress, I don't like a tons of color. And I like my flowers the same way. I love white. I think it's beautiful. But, like, I feel like white should be also, like, celebration and death. Because white Maybe is Maybe we are. I don't know. Things. But I know that when Dad passed away, we got a lot of white flowers. Yeah. And I didn't understand until, again, I was told that certain colors of flowers mm. mean a certain thing. And I was like, well, that makes sense. But they were so pretty. I was like, why does white, why do you have to associate a color of a flower with something? Why can't they all just be, like, they're beautiful and I like this color yeah. and I know this person likes the color so I'm gonna buy them I you generally buy people flowers by their personalities mm -hmm. and the colors that I know they like like yeah. different friends I know like some people like like super bright colors and stuff and when I go to their house if I am gonna bring flowers I'm bringing them like a vibrancy yeah. and then if they're buying me flowers everybody knows like dull colors <laughs> we want I'm pastels. gonna bring you the brightest colors <laughs> <laughs> just so you have to look at them every day and go oh my god I can't wait for you to die <laughs> I hope you die <laughs> I mean don't get me wrong in the middle of the summer any flower is beautiful in my opinion honestly anyone that it. puts any effort into buying me yeah. flowers can't at any time wrong. of year that's not Valentine's Day I really appreciate me too Yeah, I love it Yes. and so I was listening to a podcast and Tess and I were talking about this earlier I'm dancing. Oh, I'm liking this. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. Um, about how midlife crisis, mm -hmm. we think that they should have a rebrand. You can't see my jazz hands. But we were saying that people, as they get to their midlife, it's not so much a crisis, but it is a sense of self that you have developed and you are so confident in who you are now that you really don't give a fuck about what other people think and you start doing the things you've always wanted to do because you just don't care about other people's opinions and it's not that you don't care or you're trying to hurt other people by any means it's that you're in a place where you love yourself for who you are and you're starting to be like I don't care if you don't like this tattoo that I want to get I don't care if you don't like that I want to dye my hair or this or that or like get maybe some lips done some Botox you start acting in a confident manner that you're like I want to be the best version of myself for me maybe the clothes change because you're like for so long I've worn these frumpy 
clothes because I thought I had to dress like this as a mom. And then you're like, actually, this isn't how I like to dress. I actually have the confidence and I want to wear the clothes I like. And a midlife crisis is generally like a midlife celebration of confidence, of being like, I know who I am. I'm happy with who I am. And I don't really care what other people think about this. Like, I love this. And the only thing that I said to Fiona, I said to play the devil's advocate, I think that some people do have a bit of a midlife crisis. They take it too far. They take it too far. So whether it's like, you're at that age and you have kids, you have a house, what, I don't know your financial state, but if you're like, you know what? I wanted a new motorcycle. I wanted a new car. I wanted to go on vacation. And you Mm -hmm. did all that without having that means necessary and being like, Ooh, yeah, maybe that was like a rash decision. Mm -hmm. Midlife crisis probably shouldn't have done that. And I think that people get to that situation. Some people that do take it to that crisis level of having a bit of a breakdown trying to make themselves feel better but I think it shouldn't always be that way no and I think that a lot of people do that at that age because they're like if I don't do it now will I ever do it Mm -hmm. and and even then I don't think of it as a crisis but Uh, it's more like a a crisis but I just think that some people make a bad decision when they probably should have maybe thought that through a little bit harder before going through with that and like I totally get it But that is the age where I feel like we're confident and we feel maybe our mortality a little bit more. And we're like, if I don't do this now, if I wait another 20 years till I retire, am I going to be able to do it? Mm -hmm. Will I buy it? By that time, is this thought going to be gone from my mind and I'm going to talk myself out of it? But right now I feel like if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And so you jump on it. Yes. Never going to have the money for it, whether it's kids, housing, and like who cares? The thing is, too, is like, it's like when you plan to have kids. Anyone that's planning to have kids and they're like, oh, I need to save more. I need to do this. You're never going to be financially ready to have kids. There's never, you're always going to want more. You're always going to think I need to save more. If you want to have kids with your partner, and that's a key, with your partner um, or by yourself, if you're planning to have kids on your own, that's whatever the case, whatever the case is, there's never a good time. And There's people always say, financial. oh, I'm going to, I'm going to save up until I'm financially ready to have kids. No. What is that? What, what money amount is that? Kids are like $8 million. <laughs> it's, I don't even have kids and I know they're expensive as shit. Like you're never, you can't ever be financially ready for kids. No. And There's you're not, always going to be something. They're expensive. And you like, know what? You're never emotionally ready for kids. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, yes, finances, kids do cost the emotional where on not where maybe that's not the right word but the emotional cost that it takes on you is so much higher than any financial cost and I'm not saying this in a negative way it's so positive because what I find from so many of us that have kids is that oh excuse me we start to heal so many of our childhood traumas and even if you had the greatest upbringing, you still have insecurities. You still have things about your childhood that wasn't ideal and wasn't perfect and that you have to heal. And as you have kids, you have no idea of the toll it's going to take on you because you're actually reparenting yourself and you're relearning yourself and figuring out, Oh my goodness. Like it is such a exploratory period in your life where you're like, Oh my God, I had no idea how X, Y, and Z affected me until I started instilling it in somebody else. 
Well, I think too, I agree with you a hundred percent. And then I also think about these people. We were so lucky in our childhood with our yeah. parents upgrading. Like we had it pretty good compared to a lot of people. And then there's those other people that had really shitty childhoods mm-hmm. that didn't have <clears throat> maybe a house or didn't have <clears throat> a mom or a dad together or, you know, couldn't turn the lights on or the heat on or could barely figure out how to eat. And then those people are having kids and it's almost like such a mind fuck that like yeah. now you're that adult that needs to take care of your children to give them a better life than you had. Mm-hmm. And that must be so hard trying to like figure yourself out and give your kids a better childhood than you had. But with everything in the world being so expensive, like that must be so hard for a lot of people too, to it's try a lot and of, like, give their kids a better family. upbringing than they had. And I think every parent wants that. Even if you had the best upbringing, there's always, there's always things you change. There's always things you change and you always want your kids to be better off yeah. than you were. Yeah. And so you always want to raise them like, better even if you had a terrific upbringing which you know I think we were really lucky yeah and I think I had a terrific upbringing but there's still like I want I want more for them yeah, than what of I course. had you're I want... always going to want more for your children exactly always, and, and no matter my what. parents felt the exact same yeah. way right like it's and yeah. I and then say your this, kids are like, going to feel the exact same way when they grow up and have exactly. kids exactly and like those people who blame their parents for how they are now your parents You should listen to this. Your parents did the best they could with what they had. Mm -hmm. It is a different time now where we have different knowledge, different technology, different insight to upbringing. Your parents did the best they could. And to blame them at this point in life, if you are an adult and you are listening to this, it is time to heal yourself on your own. You need to take control of your life. Yes, there are things that maybe happened in my childhood that I could blame and I could continuously blame on my parents, but it is not on them. They did the best they could. And they're also, as I'm saying, they're healing from their yeah. childhood. And just the amount of resources now in this day and age with technology and life that yeah. we have, that we can access, our parents yeah. didn't have that. So, And one of the biggest things, obviously, I've talked about this before. My husband and I are avid counselor goers. And one of the things that we talked about with our counselor is that our generation is going to be the first generation of emotionally intelligent parents. And it is not a diss to our parents, but our parents were not raised emotionally intelligent. And they didn't have that component to advocate to us and to teach us. Whereas we now have emotional intelligence and we see the effects and benefits of being emotionally intelligent and being like, this is my emotion talking. Mm-hmm. This is not factual intelligence. And so to be able to teach your kids about emotional intelligence is huge. huge. And it's like I said, it's not a diss to our parents. It is things that we are still learning and people our age, we're, we're still learning about it. We're still navigating that road and there's nothing... I mean, knowledge is great and teaching kids and everything. And like I said, every parent does the best that they can based on how they were raised and maybe healing some of those wounds and reteaching themselves how to parent maybe the way that they want, maybe the way that they wish they were parented or, and also figuring out the parent that they want to be and what that looks like, because not all of us have those examples that 
were set in front of us to be like, this was the way I want to parent my children exactly like this. I have the carbon copy. A yeah. lot of us are still figuring it out and being 100%. like, but our natural instinct is to go right back mm-hmm. to what we saw, what we dealt with. And that is how we naturally parent. So trying to fight those of being like, I naturally parent how I was parented to, I have to now figure out how to parent the way I, I want. And, and to change the things that you maybe disliked yes. about the way you were brought up and to change that into something better for your children. And they're going to do the exact same thing exactly. when they grow up. There's no perfect parent. No. All the parents, dog parents, foster parents, step parents, any parent, you're doing a great job and we all know that you're doing the best you can. And on that note, Tessa and I wanted to introduce a new segment. Oh, yes. And we talked about this a couple podcasts ago, talking about celebrating the small Small wins. wins. So at the end of every podcast now, we are going to celebrate one of the small wins of the week that we had. And we're going to share our little small wins that we think everyone should do. And if you're listening to this, think about your week, think about a small win and celebrate it. And then do you know what? Share it. And what's your small win? Share it with a partner, share it with a friend, share it with anyone. Just share it. What's your small win? So I've talked about a lot about my body image, body dysmorphia, the things I've struggled with, with my body and everything. And this week, well, ever since I got sick, it's, I lost my appetite. And to me, that was almost like a good thing. And I really had to fight that because I knew that I wouldn't get better if I ate, if I didn't eat. But it was also one of those things that was like, oh, but I don't have an appetite. And without having an appetite, I'm going to lose weight, which is an awful thing to think. So if you're listening to this, I know that this can be triggering for some people, but I'm just sharing honestly what I was going through in the process. Um, So ever since I got sick, with bronchitis, which I had over kind of Christmas, the new year period, it's been kind of a fight for me in my brain to be like, you need to eat to get better. You need to eat to stay healthy. Like not eating is not an option, but I definitely have noticed myself watching what I'm eating, when I'm eating, what I'm putting into my body and probably to an unhealthy degree. Um, and today was a small win for me because Today, I really craved pancakes, which is what I had cooked my kids for breakfast. And today, after I dropped my kids off, I came back and made myself pancakes. And that's what I was really craving. And I ate them and I didn't feel any guilt about them. And for me, that is a small win to just acknowledge the craving and to eat it and to not fight that because it has been... enjoy it. Yeah. And it has been a big struggle for me just to like wrap my head around my body struggles and be like, you need to eat to stay healthy and you can eat pancakes. It's okay. You're, you're okay to do this. So, um, yeah, that was, I know it's a interesting small win, but that was my small win. But small wins are worth celebrating and that's what we're going to do. And what's your small win though? I don't have a small win. You have to have a small win. <laughs> my small. You're, you've got so many small wins, like with your work. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's a small win. It's kind of a poo. 
But I feel like it's also such a small Well, window. a small win, I guess. So at my work, I put up jokes of the day every single day. And I... if you follow Tessa on Instagram, you have seen the jokes of the yeah. day every single day so being posted. So our board is full of little doodles, jokes of the day. We have little figurines around the lab. I work in a lab where nobody likes to be. So we try and make it a fun place. Our management at the company I work for has told us to finally take it down. So now it's just a no fun zone. And I've actually had a lot of patients come in and <clears throat> ask me why there's no doodles, why there's no stuff up, why there's no jokes of the day. And they're actually really upset about it because they enjoyed coming to our lab for that reason. Because we're so happy, we're kind, and we have a lot of fun. And, and because the feedback from one of the people too yeah. was that they were really nervous and being there and seeing the jokes and little figurines. them calms them yeah calms them down they're not going into like a white coat like office where it's so stagnant they come into like a fun zone and they're distracted so getting their blood taken isn't that bad so a small one is that I me and my coworkers tried to make that place a little bit more fun and I think realizing your impact that it's those things one. but the sad bit. part is that that's gone now but it is a small win, knowing that it did impact a lot of people. In a positive in way. In a positive way. And even posting it online, a lot of people used to comment and yeah. like it and ask me why I'm not doing it anymore. And yeah. But so it's a small win, but also kind of sad at the same time. But I'll take the win part. Of it. Yeah. And it's Super Bowl weekend. Woo! Woo! Don't worry. Next week, we'll be recapping Go the Super 49ers. Bowl. Go 49ers. We can't wait for you to win the Super Bowl. Ow! On that note, cheers.